The second round is in full swing and the action increases from game to game. This is where the contenders are separated from the pretenders. To give you some skin in the game, DraftKings will be offering free-to-play pools every day of the basketball playoffs, offering players a free shot at up to $10,000 in total prizes. That's up to $10,000 in total prizes up for grabs each day. The best part is that it's free-to-play. DraftKings free-to-play pools are easy to enter. Just download the DraftKings app, go to Pools, and choose from a wide variety of free contests for an opportunity to win cash prizes. All you have to do is answer a handful of questions around what you think is going to happen during that day's basketball games and track your results throughout the evening. Questions will range from which team will hit the most threes to which team will score first. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings app now and use promo code TBPN when you sign up to get your free shot at up to $10,000 in total prizes every day of the basketball playoffs. Head to DraftKings Pools page to get your shot at huge cash prizes. That's promo code TBPN for a limited time only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. You're listening to Spurs Cast, episode 615. My name is Paul Garcia, and I'm your host here on the Spurs Cast. Today, I'll be joined by Project Spurs writer Benjamin Bornstein. In this episode, Ben and I will discuss the latest reports of the Spurs declining the qualifying offer for Quindaric Weatherspoon and the team's interest in CJ McCollum, as well as some, some draft prospects updates. Uh, let's go to get started. Ben, how have you been? I have been great, sir. How are you doing? I'm doing very well myself. Uh, you know, it's, it is, we're in full off-season mode, and, and I wanted to have you on because uh, last week... Uh, uh, Colin Reed and I uh, discussed uh, some offseason questions from Spurs cast listeners. And then uh, w- one of the questions was about the draft. So I, I, de- I definitely wanted to save that question for this week when, uh, when I have you on the episode. So let's first begin, Ben, by going through some of this latest news. Um, you know, normally there's not news at this point in, in June, but there actually is some Spurs news. Uh, the first news begins with Quindary Weatherspoon, the Spurs guard. Uh, Chris Haynes of Yahoo Sports reported on Monday that the Spurs will not tender him a $1.7 million qualifying offer to make him a restricted free agent. So all this means is that basically um, the Spurs are probably going to move on from Quindary. He's going to become an unrestricted free agent when free agency begins on August 2nd. Uh, just giving some background on Quindary. Um, we know that he was a second round pick out of the 2019 draft by the Spurs. He played two seasons with San Antonio and Austin on, on that two-way contract. We know that this was a tough season for him this past season because he only played in 20 games. And a lot of that was garbage minutes because the Spurs just had too much depth there at the point guard position. You know, DeJounte Murray had a good season. He was healthy most of the season. Uh, Patty Mills as well. And then also they, they brought in Trey Jones, who they drafted in, the, in uh, not, yeah, who they brought in with the second round pick. So really there was like no minutes for Quindary. And then plus he also began on the injury list. Um, so, so was that surprising to you? The fact that, you know, they're, they're basically looking to move on from Quindary or it's kind of expected. I wouldn't say that's unexpected. It's probably par for the course. I think it's the Spurs front office signaling, all right, we're going to, this is the start of us freeing up as much cap space as we can. Yeah. It's only 1.7 mil, but at the same time, you know, it's still cap space we can use. We already have too many guards. We have Derek White, Patty Mills, DeJounte Murray. Well, we don't know if we have Patty Mills yet because yeah. he's a free agent, but 
even so, guys under contract, you have Derek White, DeJounte Murray, you have Trey Jones, who it would seem that they like Trey Jones more than Quindary Weatherspoon. And part, I think that's part of the reason Weatherspoon is going is going to be gone as well. They decided, you know, he was injured. He didn't we, he didn't get the time he needed. He didn't get he didn't, you know, he didn't have the opportunity to really show what he can do, but they gave Trey Jones those minutes and Trey Jones played really well. Um, for a first uh, first year, second round guy. Thought he played pretty well. I definitely think he earned those minutes. So I think him going forward under contract at the rate that the Spurs have him is very good. And frankly, they could probably find a guy on the two-way roster or on the you know the G League roster if they wanted to. And I think that'll definitely be different next year with a full season of G League action, not just everything truncated into a month and then playoffs. Yeah, for sure. And you pretty pretty much answered, you know, you got the, the, the two points there was the fact that like, yes, they're already signaling that, yes, they do want to open up that $50 million in cap space this offseason just by doing this. Because the, the risk there is that if Weatherspoon, um, you know, if they did tender that qualifying offer, then all Weatherspoon had to do is basically accept it before 15 days or whatever the, the, the number of days is that this person can withdraw it. And then all of a sudden, there you go, boom, uh, 1.7 million of their cap space is, is probably taken away. And then also, just like you said there, you know, just too many guard depth, especially with Trey Jones, um, you know, they definitely like him on, on part, as part of that group. And so, yeah, so it's not, not not as as surprising or unexpected that Weatherspoon will probably um, be leaving um, you know this this offseason and you know the Spurs still have his early bird right so they technically they could resign him but again this just hints that they're not going to probably resign him all right our second um you know item of news it's more so a rumor um this is uh by by uh, Jabari Young of CNBC.com Jabari used to you know cover the Spurs here in San Antonio for the Athletic and also for the Express News at at the time so he's very plugged in uh, he just had had a he, he wrote a piece on the Portland Trailblazers when they got knocked out of the playoffs recently and he basically mentioned CJ McCollum as a play as a player linked to the Spurs in terms of the Spurs liking him as a player. So here's what he wrote. He wrote the San Antonio Spurs like McCollum, but his name hasn't gained traction within their trade scenarios. So that's the only sentence he had in there in, in his piece about, um, you know, potential McCollum moves. Uh, he also noted that the Cleveland Cavaliers have interest and so, so do the LA Clippers uh, in the event that Portland looks to move McCollum. And so kind of what, what, what Jabari wrote there was the fact that, yeah, like, yes, the Spurs will probably have interest in McCollum, but, and, and, you know, on their end, things look, look, would look easy, pretty easy to, to acquire him in a trade, but it's more so on Portland's end. Would they, you know, what, what do they want? The reason, so, so let's just get through some numbers real quick. Um, you know, McCollum is owed about thirty-one million next season, and because and as long as that deal were to a trade were to take place after August second, which is when free agency begins, the Spurs could easily absorb um, McCollum because, like we mentioned, he, they're going to have fifty fifty million dollars in cash space where they can absorb, you know, that that thirty-one million. The problem though is. Who would Portland want in return? Do do they want you know one of the, multiple of the Spurs young players? And do they even think those young players are even good enough to you know to to, to be better than what, what having McCollum right now? Or you know the other, the other Spurs free agent is Demar Derozan. They could try to do a sign and trade with the Spurs for Demar Derozan. But again, do they like Derozan's fit? And and another complication with a sign and trade is that Derozan has to say yes as well. The free agent has to agree to that as well. So yeah, I, I just I agree with what Jabari wrote the, the fact that this is a very complicated deal, not from the Spurs' end, but more so who who would Portland want? What's your thoughts on? this rumor yeah it's it's just that it's just a rumor it's mm. you know it's it's funny to me like he 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 put out one sentence on it he did there was nothing else to it there was absolutely no substance to that report or rumor at all that was something he threw in there kind of last it sounds like last minute and and frankly that's a disservice to reporting i don't think now if if there are legitimate you know, if there's a legitimate interest in him, great, fine. But 
if there is, you got to give more than a sentence on that. There's, that's just the way it works. You, you don't, you're just going to throw that out there and expect people not to overly speculate and go nuts on Twitter because that's what people do. All right. So if you're telling me that there's legitimate interest somewhere from an organization, by the way, that basically doesn't have any leaks, Woj can't get in there, but for some reason, Jabari Young can get in there. I'm, you know, I'm not really buying that. So uh, am I saying I wouldn't like CJ McCollum on the Spurs? I would love CJ McCollum on the Spurs. Come on. He's a great player. He's fun to watch. And I think like you mentioned, it is going to come down to what Portland does because they have a lot of decisions to make. They've already parted ways with their coach Mm -hmm. um, who, who Dame has, that's the only coach Dame has known since he's been in the pros. So you have to find a guy that Dame's going to like. And if you get a guy that Dame doesn't like that team may be getting blown up which is crazy to think about because they're for whatever reason, they're, you know, not for whatever reason, there are very specific reasons why they're a good team year in and year out, but for whatever reason, they don't ever meet expectations. And some of it is injuries throughout the year. I feel like they they have some really bad injury luck. Some of it is they just don't have some of the right role players. So the Portland Trailblazers have a lot of internal looking around to do. They got to look at the man in the mirror they got to do a little moonwalk while they're at it and really figure out, you know, is, is this the team we're going to keep riding with, or do we need to change something major? And that may, that might mean moving CJ McCollum. Yeah. And, and like, like you said, you know, um, you know, part of it, why, why I did include that just because, uh, you know, most teams, you know, most of the reporters, you know, you know, knew exactly where they're, where they're pulling from and Jabari though, I know he is plugged into the Spurs and, or he used to be. And then also with the Portland Trailblazers, he used to cover the Blazers as well. So that's why, again, I, I went through his, um, his, through his report there. And then, yeah, you basically covered it. It's just more so, you know, what is Portland going to do? You know, would they want any of the Spurs young players or would they want, you know, to do a, a DeRozan sign and trade? So again, we don't know what Portland wants if, if they, if, you know, so that's why, again, it's just a rumor and, and just something that, you know, at least we know that in terms of reporting um the spurs do have have an interest in mccollum um so now let's go back to our, our our twitter questions from last week um you know colin and i answered a bunch of them last week um and so so one of the ones that i, I wanted to go back to first was uh, one by at kel 79 they had asked them um, free agent free agency targets and i had i had said last week that you know i just threw out some a few names and colin did as well but now that i've actually had some some time to work on on, on the project spurs uh, or on the analyze the league um free agency uh, um big board i've actually gotten some more names and i've actually even gotten some, some numbers in terms of, of what kind of salary these players are expecting according to Bobby Marks and Profit X um, as well. So let's first begin with three-point shooting. In terms, Let's just say that the Spurs look at three-point shooters. My list now expands to, um, still has Duncan Robinson as restricted free agent. Uh, Doug McDermott, this is also, uh, Doug McDermott's name was also recommended to me by someone on Twitter as well. Uh, and, and we actually have a, a projection here, um, 9.5 to about $12.3 million for, for Doug McDermott. Um, He's an unrestricted free agent. Um, I, I still agree with Otto Porter Jr. that I had mentioned last week. He's an unrestricted free agent. Uh, Gary Trent Jr. Um, is a restricted free agent, um, and his salary is looking at about thirteen to fourteen million. Uh, another player I'd, I'd be interested in, um, you know, to add some shooting to this team is Firkin Cork Corkmas from Philly. Um, he's an unrestricted free agent. Um, Terrence Terrence Davis uh, from the Kings, who's restricted. Uh, of course, John Collins restricted. Um, Kelly Olynyk is a new name that that I that I put on the list uh, in case Rudy Gay lives. Rudy Gay leaves, and then also you know continuing to look at Laurie Markinen. Uh, who's a restricted free agent in terms of um, help on the boards. Um, 
a guy who I mentioned last week, uh, Rashawn Holmes, uh, who's unrestricted, and we actually have a salary projection. He's expected to get about eleven million dollars uh, out of an unrestricted free agency. Uh, Kelly Olynyk, uh, you know, it's big, helps out on the boards as well. John Collins, of course, uh, Laurie Markin, and then again, Otto Porter Jr. So again, I, I kind of narrowed down my list a little bit more now, and now that we even have some 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 cap, I mean, some salary projections. Uh, ben, just you know, cont- talking about free agency right now, what, what what do you think about some of these players that I name? I happen to really like Doug McDermott. I think he's he's played a really nice season this year. I think he's mm-hmm. been underrated, under the radar. If you can get him at the right price, maybe you you sign him for two, maybe three years. I think that'd be a sneaky good signing. Uh, I really like Gary Trent Jr. as well. That was a guy that Portland probably shouldn't have given up, yeah. but I, they probably felt that they were heavy at the guard position, and so they they got rid of him. They traded him to Toronto, which is cool and terrible because I think his dad played there. So now it's kind of a, you know, full circle family thing, but uh, Furkan Korkmaz has been playing really well recently. Mm-hmm. I like that name too. I mean, there, there are no bad names on this list. I think a lot of, a lot of people say, Oh, Lori market. It's not worth it. He's not that good defensively this, that, whatever. But if you're the Spurs at some point, you have to stop focusing so heavily on the defense and just think, all right, we can teach that or we can, you know, we'll come up with a system where we can hide him, whatever. The Spurs need offense. They need they need guys who can create their own offense and they also need guys who are great catch and shoot three-point shooters. You got to you you have to have your balance and the Spurs didn't have their balance. There were there were teams that are packing it in against the Spurs because they know they're not shooting threes. So, oh, yeah. Laurie Markkanen, you know, prime prime free agency choice for people who want to see more offense from their big man position yeah exactly and again you know the reason why i call that help on the boards is because you know a lot of these guys in terms of defensive rebound they're, they're some of the uh, out of this free agent class they're some of the top, the top players in, the, in that category so again all these guys that i named that's and, and then you know get that added benefit for some of these guys like kelly olenic like john collins like laurie markin and they're also good offensive players in terms of spreading the floor for you so again uh, those are some names that, that have kind of narrowed it down a little bit more and, and of course you know as free agency goes along we'll get some, some more um different salary projections that these players um, are expected to get out on the market uh for free agency all right now now let's go back to a question from from last week and this is the one that i really want to have you on here for um ben it was uh, by at toby underscore simmons um the question was who do you see as a good pick for the spurs in the draft and then they wrote i'm going with gart garuba so uzman garuba a solid pick his um his offense terrifies me a little bit it's nearly non-existent right now but they from what i've heard his uh, his offense could get there. It'll take a couple of years, but he's a bit of an offensive project. His defense, he could step into an NBA game right now and contribute defensively. He can guard a couple of different positions. He's very versatile. Uh, he's a smooth athlete, moves his feet well. So it's not terrible, but it does scare me a little bit. I wouldn't pick him at 12 if the Spurs end up staying there. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, I like a Franz Wagner or... Um, you actually have another guy listed here that I really like, a Corey Kispert, even mm-hmm. maybe a Moses Moody. Um, I, I really like Corey Kispert because he is that kid is a professional shooter, and at six seven he can guard threes, maybe fours. You're going to have to teach him a little bit there, but for the most part, that's a guy who can come in, he can shoot, he will keep defenses honest. You will not be able to sag off of him. You said that was um, that was Kispert. You said a professional shooter. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, cool. 
Um, yeah. So, so were there, I, I know we're going to go through some players here in a bit on this list uh, that you had, that you have access to um, early, but were there any other players not on this list that, 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 you, that for that question um, in terms of, it was a, who do you see as a good pick for the Spurs besides these players? Cause we're going to talk about these players in a bit. Of course. More detail. If, if you're feeling a little froggy and you want to jump, uh, Jalen Johnson is a guy you might consider out of Duke. He did not play many games. He has some red flags, but if those can be addressed in the pre-draft process, in the combine, and in interviews, then you should be all right. He's a guy that people are saying, oh, we quit on Duke because they were having a bad season. You know, there are probably other factors there. There are are also probably people in his ear telling him some stupid stuff. Mm. So those those are things that have to get addressed. Um, From what I've been seeing, Zaire Williams is a guy who's been falling in the draft out of Stanford. Yeah. He – uh, he had an inconsistent year, and I don't know if a lot of people understand the trials and tribulations that Stanford went through this season. They did not play at home for a lot of the season. They were in and out of hotels. They did not have a proper training room or weight uh-huh. room to work in. And so he, you know, he was getting workouts in whenever they were able to, and it was not as often as a normal season would be. Mm. So I've seen some videos coming out and uh, some people who have been able to see him live in the off season. And they say he looks much better. He looks like a legitimate shooter. He's six, eight. I think he's a guy that, you know, some people would consider to reach at 12, but I think it would, I think it would be a good reach. I mean, a lot of people thought Cam Johnson for the Phoenix suns was a reach and he's turned out to be a really nice pick. I think that could be a similar situation if if Zaire Williams is even you know half or three quarters the shooter that Cam Johnson was coming out of college, and Cam Johnson was in college, you know all all four years, oh, wow. maybe yeah. maybe right. even five if I'm thinking about it correctly because he started at Pitt and he transferred to UNC. He might have they might have forced him to sit a year in his transfer rather than even though he was a grad transfer because it was intra conference. Oh, okay. Interesting. So, so yeah, those are some names. And then now uh, what, what Ben and I are going to do is we're going to go through some, some just, you know, I, I'm going to be publishing this on Project Spurs soon. So look for it on projectspurs.com. But I'm going to be, I'm going to be publishing another um, draft board where basically I take all the players that Ben's written about this year in his prospect watches and I kind of put them all together and I kind of give uh, where the latest mocks are. And, you know, I'll be updated this weekly uh, and at different time periods. And then, and then of course, as, as the Spurs are working out players and we get reports, I'll start plugging in, you know, exactly who the Spurs have interest in. And so basically, um, so what I'm gonna do right now, Ben, is you know I just basically updated the the the, uh, the mock the mock drafts yesterday and, and looked at them and, and with the players that you've written about. And so um, I just want to go through through some um, some of these players, and then also you know like I already kind of asked you to, to give me just like a like a, a one or two word um, response on just the first skill set that comes to mind for these players. So like when you just mentioned Corey Kispert a while ago, you right away said professional shooter, so that's what I wrote down there was you know that's immediately what comes to mind. Uh, six seven player out of Gonzaga right now, he is um, on average in terms of all the mocks that, that I that I look at, uh, he's expected to go twelve which would be the Spurs' pick right now unless they move up in the lottery. Uh, another player you just mentioned, Franz Wagner, um, you know, is also in that average for like 12th, um, a 6'9", at, at, a big out at, of at, at Michigan. Uh, what's, what's, your, what's, your, what's his skill set, if, if you could, on Wagner? Versatility, Versatility. both okay. offensively and defensively. Okay. Versatility on both ends. Uh, what about? I don't know if you know this guy. Um, it looks like he's an international player. Alperin Sengun, 6'9", out of Besiktas uh, in Turkey. Or- yeah, I've I've been hearing more and more about him, and from what I understand, uh, I guess the one word I would use for him is offense. 
Okay, offense player. All right, a guy uh, you uh, you mentioned a while ago, uh, Moses Moody, six six um, guard out of Arkansas. What's your what's your what's his skill set? Also a shooter. Shooter. Okay. No, another shooter. Okay. Uh, Kai Jones, six eleven out of Texas. Athlete. Athlete. Okay. And then the last player here that that on the on the mocks, um, Isaiah Jackson, six ten, big out of Kentucky. Defense. Defense. Okay, so defense. Okay, so interesting. Okay. So yeah, so, so we're seeing here a lot of a little shooting, a little bit of uh, defense for, for some of these players. And so one thing I, I noticed is interesting. Again, these are just the mocks that are looking at this, not the actual team, the Spurs. But a lot of them have these bigger players, six nine, six nine, six ten, six eleven. So it looks like you know that's kind of what they're looking at as well. You know, we talked about free agency, maybe looking at a guy like Rashawn Holmes or somebody like that, or, or the bigs like Markin and Collins. But you know, here even in the draft, um, it looks like like that might be a position of need for the Spurs. Did you have any comments there on that? Yeah, I mean, I've I've been saying for a while that the Spurs need to get shooters and they need to get them fast. Mm-hmm. They're they're a solid three point shooting team percentage wise, but volume wise, they're bottom three in the league, mm-hmm. and you just can't have it. And I know that this staff really loves its defense, and they don't want to, you know, you don't want to sacrifice anything on that end. But at some point, you're going to have to say, you know what we we have to we have to play an offense that will stay with the rest of the league that, you know, stay on pace with the rest of the league. We have to, and we'll figure out the defense as we go. Uh, you have to trust yourselves. You have to trust in your staff that you guys can figure it out. You've been one of the, you know, that's what this franchise as a whole is known for being able to teach guys how to play defense and having some of the stingiest defenses that the league sees year in and year out. And that was especially so during you know, some of their title runs, they had some of the best defense, especially, you know, the, the Knicks run the, and the, against the Pistons. Mm-hmm. I mean, those are, those are teams. Everyone's like, Oh, they're terrible to watch. The D, you know, teams weren't scoring. Okay. I don't, you know, I don't care what your ratings look like as, <laughs> you know, as long as the team gets a ring, who cares what the ratings are? Yeah. You don't get, you don't get paid by the ratings. Well, I guess technically the league does, but you know, they've figured it out by then, since then. I mean, they changed the hand-checking rules. They've changed a lot of rules mm-hmm. to give offenses every advantage. So it's, it's football now. Yeah, you can't so touch the quarterback. Just, you can't touch a guy dribbling the ball. Yeah, so it's – yeah, for, for sure. It's, and we see that, too, in, the, in these playoffs a lot of times, too, in some of these games. All right, so um, yeah, so, so basically that covers a lot a lot of our, our latest um, draft updates for the Spurs. Um, You know, the rumor about – um. Uh, I mean, yeah, about Quindaro Weatherspoon and then maybe the Spurs having interest in McCollum. So before we close out this episode, make sure you're visiting projectspurs.com. Uh, we do have our Sabotage Wrestling presents the Thrill of It All live um, um, wrestling match coming up um, Sunday, uh, June 13th at 5 o'clock p.m. Again, that's by Sabotage Wrestling, not by Project Spurs, but, you know, we, we do we do work with them. Uh, it's at the Vibes Event Center at 1211 East Houston Street in San Antonio, Texas, 78205. Uh, visit sabotage slash wrestling.com if, if you want any more information. Uh, again, we're doing our, 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 our um, ticket giveaway. So, um, you know, if we get three winners, uh, get two tickets each if they quote tweet this episode and, and we'll randomly pick uh, out of the episodes, the last three episodes that we've been promoting this. Um, also, uh, over on Analyzing the League, I do have that free agency database. Um, so, again, I have um, some different metrics of free agents where they're listed by um career three-point percentage i have i have another uh, um set where they're like they're they're they're, um, they're they're listed as uh you know with defensive rebounds steals and blocks and i put that into one metric and then also like i mentioned on project spurs i'm going to be soon i'm um, putting the um the, the the 2021 uh um, Pro- prospect watch draft board uh up up on project spurs where it has all ben's analysis you know and, and you can see exactly where the, where the picks are the latest ones and he'll continue to you know uh, add add to that to that to um you know the number of picks you just just today ben you actually uh, re- released another player who i didn't have on the draft force so i need to add that player <laughs> um, yeah really, james so. book yeah go ahead if you want to give the, the listeners uh, just some background on, on book go ahead 
Absolutely. So guard out of UConn, stayed an extra year. So he was a sophomore this past season. Guy can go out, create his own buckets. Um, not not quite yet a lethal three-point shooter. He's, his percentages were low there, but he also had elbow surgery in the middle of the year. So he only played 15 games. Oh, okay. I think that, that took a toll on both his actual mechanics and a little bit on his confidence as well. But I think that's a guy who's going to show out in workouts and he's going to be, he's going to be really good at the combine, assuming he participates. Um, but he's, he's definitely a guy who can go out and create at the other two levels, you know, near, near the rim out in the mid range. And he's got some really nice moves, a really nice step back, a couple of, a couple of really nice crossover moves that he has. But mm-hmm. I mean, he was the, focal point for UConn on offense this year. He was, there was a little bit of Kemba Walker in his game, but he's much bigger. He's six, five. So he's, you know, he's a guy who's going to be able to kind of play both guard positions. Okay. So yeah. So make sure you visit um, project president, of course, in in the, in the, in the draft um, um, database, I'll make sure to add his name and then see what, you know, where where the mocks have him at at this moment. So thanks again to Ben for joining me here on the Spurs cast and also to Michael DeLeon for mixing and producing this episode from all of us at project Spurs. Stay safe and have a great day.